0: know sleep is important for our health, but sleep deprivation to treat depression? Can this actually be of benefit? Keep listening on to find out only here on the People's Scientist podcast. Hello, my People Scientist army, and welcome back to the People Scientist podcast for episode 92, where every week I arm us with some scientific evidence so that we can all be a little bit smarter and healthier every week. How are you today? Thank you for tuning in and welcoming me into your day, wherever you may be. I hope that I can give you a little bit of interesting scientific information today To expand your thoughts, I want to start off by thanking Nia for sending me a coffee as a thank you for the podcast. It always makes my week when one of you sends me a little message or a coffee to say thank you for the episode, so thank you so much Nia, I really, really appreciate that. If you by chance want to send me a coffee or a message, the information on how to do that is in the description box to this episode. So, for today's episode, I came across a new review article published in the journal Frontiers in Psychiatry. It was about sleep deprivation as a potential treatment for mood disorders like depression. Now, this might come as a surprise to many, because we generally know and understand the importance of a good night's sleep for our health and our mental well-being. But some interesting data suggests that in a specific group of individuals with mood disorders, reducing sleep for a short period of time could actually be of benefit. So how could that be? Well, keep listening on to find out. And I also want to start off this episode by saying, please always do seek the advice of your physician. I am just a scientist sharing some interesting information. This is not advice. So as we always do, let's start off with some core takeaways. Unfortunately, depression of different forms is a highly relapsing and prevalent condition. And sometimes medications are not enough to help people lead the lives they want to live. So physicians and scientists have investigated additional therapies to add on to medications to help with mood stability. Now, we often think that getting a good night's sleep every night is essential for good health and well-being. Now, while this is very true, in the specific context of depression... A night of sleep deprivation may be of benefit. Sleep deprivation, sometimes also called chronotherapy, is an intriguing concept, as clinical trials indicate that even one night of not sleeping may reduce symptoms of depression and that these benefits may last up to seven weeks, if not longer. Many trials indicate that combining sleep deprivation with mood-stabilizing medications is best and most effective. In the three days following sleep deprivation, certain measures can lengthen the benefits and reduce relapse, like bright light therapy and following a specific sleep schedule that gets later each day. Now let's get into those details. So let's start off by talking about sleep deprivation and what it is exactly. There is total sleep deprivation where someone is told not to sleep for approximately 36 hours. So they will wake up in the morning and they will not go to sleep until the next day in the evening. Then there is partial sleep deprivation where someone is asked to sleep for only four to five hours during the night. And this partial sleep deprivation can be specific to either the first half or the second half of the night. However, the strongest and most clinical data is available on total sleep deprivation that lasts around 33 to 36 hours. Now let me briefly distinguish between unipolar depression and bipolar depression because I will mention both in this episode. Now unipolar depression is the most common form of depression. It is also called major depressive disorder. When people speak of depression, it is most commonly unipolar depression. Unfortunately, unipolar depression is very prevalent Surveys in 14 countries show that unipolar depression is present in about 12% of people. Depression is diagnosed in patients with a history of at least one major depressive episode and no history of mania. A major depressive episode is a period lasting at least two weeks with five or more of the following symptoms, including depressed mood, lack of pleasure or joy from things that normally would bring you joy, insomnia or hypersomnia, change in appetite, change in body weight, feeling agitated, having low energy, an inability to concentrate, thoughts of worthlessness or guilt, and recurrent thoughts about death or suicide. And at least one of those symptoms must be a depressed mood or lack of joy from things. So that's somewhat of a checklist that helps individuals or physicians to diagnose unipolar depression. Now, bipolar depression is different that it is also characterized with periods of pathologic mood elevation, otherwise called mania. Periods of mania may include higher energy, inflated self-esteem, decreased need for sleep, being more talkative, having racing thoughts, being easily distracted, increased activity levels, or excessive involvement in risky behaviors. Then there are also periods of major depression, as in unipolar depression, Hence the word bipolar, meaning individuals may move between periods of mania and depression. It is possible that delusions and hallucinations can accompany bipolar disorder type 1, and that is characterized by more periods of mania. So the reason why I bring up the distinction between unipolar and bipolar depression is that sleep deprivation has been looked at in both types of depression and may be of benefit in both Now, the concept of sleep deprivation to improve symptoms of mood disorders or depression has been around for decades. At least 50 years ago, there were publications about sleep deprivation and mental well-being. Historically, sleep deprivation has resulted in 50 to 80% of people seeing a benefit. It's pretty profound. These benefits were seen in a wide spectrum of depressive disorders, including unipolar and bipolar, and gender and age did not seem to impact the effectiveness of sleep deprivation. In the past, they've noted that rapid treatments for bipolar disorder in particular are lacking and that sleep deprivation is one of the few treatments that has a response rate upward of 80% and that it can take effect within hours. Now, the study that caught my attention on this topic was published by Ramirez and colleagues in February 2020 in the journal Frontiers in Psychiatry they published a meta-analysis that pooled together seven different clinical trials to determine how effective sleep deprivation may be for specifically bipolar depression. Now, the scientists, after looking at the seven clinical trials, noted that there was a large effect size for total sleep deprivation when combined with mood-stabilizing medications versus just total sleep deprivation alone. That standard mean difference was Negative 0.894 in 10 days of treatment. So that's a really strong effect size. The scientists also compared total sleep deprivation with medications to just medications alone and noted a moderate advantage of total sleep deprivation when combined with medications in the short term. The scientists also looked at the long term effects of total sleep deprivation on symptoms of depression and they noted that total sleep deprivation when combined with mood stabilizing medications was 2.4 times more likely to benefit to symptoms of depression versus sleep deprivation alone. So from this meta-analysis, the scientists concluded that the combination of mood-stabilizing medications with total sleep deprivation is likely to be of benefit for individuals living with bipolar depression. So how about we get into one of those clinical trials included in the meta-analysis? Wu and colleagues published a great clinical trial in the journal Biological Psychiatry in 2009. And one of the biggest hurdles with sleep deprivation as a therapy is that these symptoms of depression can return or relapse once the individual wakes from their sleep. So the scientists have aimed to test out different strategies to see if some additional measures can reduce the relapse and enhance the length of the benefit seen from sleep deprivation. So that's what Wu and colleagues did in this study. What they did was they tested just one night of total sleep deprivation and to see if it could have lasting benefits for weeks. Now, they recruited 29 men and 20 women with bipolar depression. All of the participants received medications to help stabilize their mood. But 32 of the participants also underwent the sleep deprivation as well. So this was their protocol. On day one, the patients were kept awake by psychiatrists for 33 hours specifically from 9 a.m. until 6 p.m. the following day. The add-on to prevent the relapse and lengthen the benefits included bright light therapy and sleep phase advance. So what did that entail? Well, the participants were exposed to a bright light, specifically 5,000 lux, for two hours for three consecutive days beginning on the morning following the night they were sleep-deprived. Then their first sleep after the sleep deprivation was to be from 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. Then the second night they slept from 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. And the third night was 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. That was to advance their sleep schedule to more of a normal sleep cycle. Now their symptoms of depression were monitored daily for the first week and then weekly thereafter for six more weeks. So keep in mind that there was only one night of total sleep deprivation as the intervention, as well as mood-stabilizing medications for all. Now, the control group that received only the medications had an improvement in their depression score from 20 to approximately 15 over the initial seven days, so an improvement by five points. By contrast, if total sleep deprivation was added to the medications, their depression score improved from 20 to approximately 10. So their symptoms improved by 10 points. But were these benefits lasting? Yes. The control group fluctuated with a depression score between 15 and 17 over the next six weeks, whereas the total sleep deprivation and medication group remained around 10 to 12 on their depression score. So what does this mean? In this clinical trial, adding in one night... Of 33 hours of total sleep deprivation, followed by bright light therapy and sleep phase advancement for three nights, was able to induce lasting benefits in symptoms of depression that lasted at least seven weeks total. And according to the meta analysis I mentioned earlier, this has been replicated by other scientists, giving more evidence to support that sleep deprivation may have a place in helping reduce symptoms of depression. So if this is the case, that total sleep deprivation may have a benefit in different types of depression, how is total sleep deprivation having this benefit? What is the mechanism? Well, from clinical and preclinical studies, there are hints that sleep deprivation and psychostimulants, like caffeine, for example, or illicit drugs like cocaine, that they may share similar mechanisms. Both sleep deprivation and psychostimulants show a rapid onset of antidepressant action, compared with established antidepressants. And both only show short-lasting effects. There's also some evidence that GABA might play a role. GABA, I've mentioned in past episodes, is that quieting down neurotransmitter that may reduce specific neuronal activity. And that may also be involved in some of these benefits that we are seeing from sleep deprivation. It is also recognized that sleep may be disturbed in individuals living with depression. In fact, 70-80% to of people diagnosed with depression report symptoms of insomnia. Bunny in 2013 in the journal Biological Psychiatry wrote about how the genes that regulate our circadian rhythm or our internal clock may be imbalanced in individuals with depression. And that total sleep deprivation for a night may reset this imbalance. So imagine a clock that skips seconds and also the second hand gets stuck or paused. So it's never reading the correct time. And then someone comes in and turns off the clock for a while. Let's say turns off the clock for 33 hours and then turns it back on to reset it. Now all of a sudden the clock is working perfectly fine. It is thought that this could be how total sleep deprivation is working. That there is an imbalanced clock and total sleep deprivation resets that clock. Are there any other ideas on how total sleep deprivation may work? Well, you know I love to bring in studies where scientists use fMRI or PET scans to image the brain to understand the activity of different brain regions. So Wu in 2008 conducted a small trial where patients diagnosed with unipolar depression were given a mood-stabilizing medication, sertraline, and were asked to do total sleep deprivation. Now, the scientists wanted to look at the metabolism in certain brain regions, so they quantified the glucose use using PET scans or positron emission tomography. The scientists noted that, yes, glucose, one of the major sugar sources of energy for our brain, was changed with sleep deprivation. The scientists noted that better reductions in depression symptoms were noted when glucose use was increased in the dorsal lateral prefrontal cortex of the brain. In other studies with similar PET scans, scientists noted reduced glucose use in the limbic system of the brain with better depression symptom outcomes. So what does this mean? Well, it seems that sleep deprivation changes the metabolism in certain brain regions and that this could influence the activity of the brain regions and aid in mood stability. So that is a wrap, my people, scientist army. Some scientific evidence on how a night of total sleep deprivation, like 33 hours of sleep deprivation, may have benefit for individuals living with different types of depression, like unipolar or bipolar depression. The benefits to symptoms of depression were often seen rather quickly, within hours, which is a very desirable effect. Some trials do indicate that the effects can be short-lasting, but if combined with other measures like bright light therapy in the morning for the first three following consecutive mornings after the sleep deprivation, followed by a specific sleep schedule for the next three nights, that that seems to help aid in the benefits to last. The best effects were seen when combined with mood-stabilizing medications. But how might sleep deprivation help? It's not perfectly clear, but scientists believe that sleep deprivation may help reset an imbalanced internal clock. Now remember, please seek the advice of your physician. This episode is to just provide some interesting scientific evidence. So I hope that this episode was thought-provoking for all of you. Often we think getting a good night's sleep is so important, but in the context of depression, a night of sleep deprivation may be of benefit. If you don't already follow me on social media, make sure to do that, as that is where I like to share some of the studies I cite in each episode. If you'd like to buy me a coffee to say thank you for the episode, the details on how to do that are in the description box to this episode. I hope you all have an awesome week, and I look forward to meeting you back here for another episode, the same time and same place next week. Bye for now. I am a scientist simply sharing scientific evidence. Some of the clinical interventions I discuss are not appropriate for everyone. Before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle, please do consult the advice of your physician or dietitian. My opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect those of Mount Sinai Hospital and its affiliates.